good morning or good evening or wherever it is whatever it is when you're listening to this in the future um this is jay young just want to welcome you back to the podcast um yeah so a little update what's been going on um just doing some new writing for the fracture jordan and i have started some new ideas kind of kicking some files back and forth um also kind of committed to uh doing some more podcast stuff just kind of getting our ideas out there and um yeah some cool things coming up what have i been into lately um i mean kind of i've been in a bit of a drum and bass kind of thing lately i i'm kind of don't know why i kind of don't know where it ended up coming from but i've been listening to a ton of faux tech yeah it's been pretty cool just going back and, and, and re-listening to a lot of that stuff that I kind of missed from the late 90s. Um, I, I think if you want to check it out and you want to get a good idea what it's all about, I would recommend the album called Modus Operandi. Really good. Really, really good. It's it's very sparse and it's perfect background music. I, I'm really loving it. I've been spinning that almost every day at work while I've been on my computer just working. Also, I mean, I've been um, listening to pretty much nonstop for the last couple weeks, Ronnie Size, New Forms. I I think it was a few years back. It came out. uh, They did a um, 20th anniversary edition of uh, New Forms. And if you want to hear what I think is kind of the pinnacle of drum drum and bass, listen to New Forms, 20th anniversary edition, Track two, disc two, track is called High Potent. Um, Let's put that on and uh, go ahead and get your mind blown. It's pretty amazing. Anyways, today we're going to be talking about Radiohead. Talking a bit about how big of an influence they've been on Jordan and I. Kind of what they mean to us as a band and just how they've influenced us musically and how they've been just a really unique and persistent figure in the landscape of music uh, for our whole lives and just kind of the place they hold. So disclaimer, uh, whenever I talk about Radiohead, I'm not saying it's just, it's true for everyone, but I'm just going to warn you. Whenever I talk about Radiohead, I just feel like I run this incredible risk of just saying the stupidest and douchiest sounding things because I just can't help but have this fanboy type thing overtake me when I talk about Radiohead. I've kind of gotten to a spot where I tell myself I don't care. Um, Obviously, I kind of do, but I don't, if that makes sense. So just be advised. If if I say some absolutely just douchebag sounding things, uh, just fawning over Radiohead during this episode just just know i really don't care or at least i'm trying not to care it's 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 gonna happen i'm fully aware of it i guess is what i'm trying to say anyways without further ado um we're gonna get into it and um hear a little bit about uh what what this band means to us and uh, why we chose to cover um one of their songs on interstitial
I remember when this album first came out, 2001, uh, mid-May, I had got it, and the album was called Amnesiac, and it was a the album after Kid A, so that would be Radiohead, for those of you who don't know. Um, and uh, I remember getting this album, and it it was... Uh, Kid A was was incredible. That was like the nuclear bomb. It, it it picked up where OK Computer left off. But then you had this album of um, some people call it the B sides. I think of it as more of an extension of uh, of uh, Kid A. And anyway, I remember getting this album and I was going to a a, a gathering or a house party. And I'm just bumping it, I'm just playing it really loud in my Monte Carlo 1973 car. But anyway, I pull up to this party. Jay, you're there. You come outside or you're already outside and you come up to my car and you're like, hey, man, I hear what you're playing and I you bought it. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I, I remember you saying specifically, this album will change how everyone listens to music. People aren't ready for it yet. And man, I just tell you, I I love how spot on you were with that statement. Because this album really revolutionized music um, in a way that I, I think people really weren't ready for it. Um, you know, OK Computer was like people call a nuclear bomb. And then Kid A really reset everything, just total left field. And then Amnesiac was more of the extension of those two albums. And um, I, I really fully believe that that uh, what they were trying to do was really evolve as a band. In fact, at that point in, in history, most rock bands really didn't make it. They didn't do well. Um, if you think back to the 90s bands, most of the 90s bands either broke up or they, they just didn't succeed in creating a new a new sound for themselves. For Radiohead, they went completely left, evolved into something entirely different that I would argue is still changed today because of what happened back then. And so with recording this song as a fracture song, we knew right away, let's really do this right. Let's... Um, disrespect what they did and honor it and in a way just saying thank you um in some ways doing a cover is almost harder than doing an original because you just really want to give it some i don't know maybe a little fresh air without trying to um without trying to lose the the origin and the actual sound of the song we want people to hear it and still know what the song is and so I, I remember before we even picked up the guitar or any instrument, we jumped on board reading this book. And it's called This Isn't Happening, Radiohead's Kid A and the Beginning of the 21st Century. And the author is Stephen Hayden. Um, I would highly recommend this read. Um, it, it really does a great job of explaining uh, the band at that time, the albums at that time, it kind of foreshadows where music was going to go. It talks a lot about the culture of that time, the creativity. Um, and then 
after reading, after finishing this book, it occurred to me how much of the foreshadowing was accurate with 9-11 happening in that year. And that was, that really put a stop to a lot of creativity for a lot of bands. And anyway, it's, it's, it's a really good read. And I think Jay and I, you know, we really tried to, before any note was like, let's just create a foundation the right way, which, <laughs> um, you know, I've never read a book before playing a song and reading a book to play a song. So mad respect to what we did. Super proud of it. Couldn't be happier with it. And uh, yeah, I really, really hope people enjoy it. So here's what it's about for me when I think about Radiohead and kind of the place they hold in my heart. Um, Radiohead is the story of that band and the trajectory they had in their career is kind of like to me it's the ideal that is that is the quintessential fairy tale story of perfection of what it must be like to have a band that has achieved success and what that looks like to me is you know i i see radiohead as as, as a band that started um and they put in their dues you know um pablo honey that record is not great um, I'm just, and I think everybody agrees. I mean, it's, it's not an amazing album and I'm not even talking about in context of their other records, which is true. I'm talking about in the context of pretty much everything else musical. It's not a great record. I mean, there's a couple bits and pieces in, in, in there. Um, they were okay, but it goes without saying they had this wild success with creep that kind of put them thrust them into um, this position where, you know, they were able to have some notoriety, get some attention and still pushing the boundaries of, um, you know, what was going on, modern rock at the time, alternative rock, you know, they were definitely still doing their own thing, but they were really one of those, those bands that put in their dues with those earlier records. And when I go back and I listen to it, what I hear is a band I hear a band that was towing the line between what they felt they had to do to satisfy the label and what they truly wanted to do as a band creatively. You don't can almost hear that tension on, um, you know, transitional records. Like, uh, I would say between the bends and okay computer, you can kind of, you can feel this tension. You can, almost hear the the stretching of you know what they know they should do and what they really want to do and you can almost feel them bumping up against the glass edges of what they can do and still fit within the expectations I think that are put on a band that's kind of how I feel it that's how I read it one thing that I think you can point to where the the absolute breaking point where the gloves come off and Radiohead really decides they they do not give a shit about what anybody thinks and they are going to do what they're destined to do is it that is kid A to me and it's an incredible the, the entire sound of the record is is really just this absolute creative freedom just exploding. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's stupid. Here we go. I mean, that record, I'm going to say it. That record changed my life. I remember the first time I heard that. Oh, gosh. 
I was, uh, me and Evan, Willie, were living together. It was me, Evan, Willie, and Zach Grukow, and we were living on Quarry Street in Grand Rapids. And we were kind of broke. Evan and I were uh, waiting tables. We didn't have a whole ton of money, and we would go donate plasma um, at some joint on Division. Um, we do it as much as possible, like every couple weeks, however often we are allowed to get the maximum amount of money. And I remember sitting in there, um, hooked up to this, you know, the weird IV machine thing. And, you know, I didn't have headphones, but and I was, they were playing some stupid, easy listening radio station is whatever. And I just remember at one point, like, like you heard this audible click uh, on the intercom and the radio station shut off and somebody put on kid a and it was just like the air got sucked out of the room. And it like, cause kid a had just come out that day and, uh, I don't know who was working back there, but it was, I'm, I'm so glad that I have this memory and this experience of them just kind of hijacking the, uh, the easy listening station on the intercom and putting on this record. And I just remember sitting there and I remember looking at Evan and just saying, I think this is the new Radiohead." And just kind of sitting there and like watching how like it just changed the atmosphere in the entire room. Like whether people realized it or not, whether they noticed or just that record playing and how different it was and how weird of an experience it was to all be like hooked up to these machines, donating plasma and just listening to this, this completely new sound um, and being just like captive to it and not being able to leave and escape it if even if you wanted to it was amazing i mean man that's one of my favorite memories from that period of time but you know other than that um like i said i i think radiohead to me represents this this the idealized um career of of a of a band and career musicians you know putting in their dues and you know, being able to eventually do what they want. And I think the hard part is the way the music industry is now or the the lack of an industry infrastructure at all anymore. I don't know if it's going to happen again. And I, I've had conversations with people about this too. And I think that I, I don't know if, I don't know if we'll ever see a trajectory like that ever again. I think in many ways, you know, the way the record industry is set up and music in general with streaming services and the low or actually complete lack of barrier to entry in regards to being able to record your own music um, and distribute your own music globally. I mean, it's an amazing thing. Obviously, artists like us are benefiting from that, being able to do it. But, you know, what you don't have is you don't have this investment in the creativity and the development of uh, musicians they're not forced to go through an arc the same way bands like Radiohead during this period were were kind of forced into um, having to put in their dues it's just not the same and um, I just wonder if we'll ever we'll ever see anything as great as Radiohead ever again I mean I really hope we do Um, I hope I'm wrong but I don't know man I'm I'm the, the jury's still out for me, I don't know. So as far as process of recording this 
the song we chose to cover on our record uh, interstitial um you know we chose this this song uh, i might be wrong off of uh amnesiac and that that was jordan's idea and um i thought it was great uh, i loved when he proposed the idea we had we had kicked around the idea of doing a couple covers maybe just to kind of not even knowing that they would actually make the next record. We just kind of were in a spot where we're like, you know, let's do something different. Let's get something creative going. That's maybe not what we're used to. Let's try this, you know, and Jordan proposed that we were, we cover a Radiohead song. I was, I was immediately like, on, like just being honest, I was immediately like, ah, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. I mean, there's so many ways to, screw that up I mean you know it was daunting I guess is what I would say it's kind of like saying like hey let's let's go on a hike um and then you know suddenly like you realize you've agreed to go like you know what hike are we doing we're doing the uh you know we're doing the the Appalachian Trail you know no big deal like we're just (laughs) it's just not it's kind of not where you start um you know, if you're in your right mind that it felt daunting in that same way, um, to do a cover and, and want to cover a Radiohead song. Anyways, I'm glad we did. Um, it was a good experiment for me, um, to kind of get over myself. Here's my, here's my thought on covers. Um, I think in some ways uh, covers occupy a unique place, like in the heart of the musician. It, broadly I think I think when everybody's starting off playing instruments or learning an instrument you know the natural thing is to learn other people's music and figure out how to play your favorite songs and that's where everybody begins where most people begin some people get stuck there um, and they never progress past it and they never they never write their own music um, which is fine I think that's great I mean hell I play in I mean that's I play in a cover band right now. I play in a nineties cover band and it's the most fun I think I've ever had. And I love it. I mean, I'm not knocking covers. I'm not knocking cover bands, but to me, um, there's, there's this weird spot where I think that when you develop yourself as a musician and you have written your own music and you've spent time, like understanding the craft of songwriting getting to come back to doing covers with your own spin on them is it's a totally different experience than doing it when you started out it's like it's really hard to describe but it's I kind of have a whole new respect for it after we covered this Radiohead song and diving in and picking it apart and you know making sure that it had our own sound it was it was all a unique experience but I mean the recording of it was really straightforward. I mean, I feel like everything came together pretty quickly. Um, I think the hardest part was figuring out where to start. And I started with that acoustic guitar line you hear at the beginning. Um, Seemed like the natural starting point. I'm very particular about wanting to maintain the musical palette of the Fracture. So I made sure that, you know, there would be um, that Rhodes keyboard that's in there. It's heavily um manipulated with some effects and um filters and stuff going on but um i had to make sure it's there because honestly that's radiohead is the entire reason why you hear Rhodes keyboards in the fracture stuff in the first place so it really kind of felt like full circle coming back to this track 
and uh, making sure that we had a Rhodes keyboard in there as part of the sound palette. That was that was kind of neat. I guess one of the other things I did was, um, you know, I wanted to use drum sounds that um, sounded uh, tiny, I guess is what I was going for. I wanted to go for uh, like a tiny drum sound. I didn't want anything that was huge, like my natural inclination usually is to just make the drums gigantic and make them sound huge. I wanted to do something that sounded tiny. So from the get-go, I knew that my guitar approach would be pretty minimalistic. I I really tried my best to not overstuff the turkey, if you know what I mean. I, I, I didn't want to add a bunch of tracks. or In fact, when I got this song, Jay, you already had kind of done a lot of the uh, frame and foundation and the acoustic guitar. It really sat nice in the mix. And so with the electric guitars, I really tried to just keep it as minimal as I could. Um, I didn't want to take uh, the spotlight off of the song at the moment. Even though this song is uh, a cover, I, I believe that the question always comes back to, you know, what does the idea need? What's the song need? And then how can I be a vessel to the idea? How do I, how do I give this something that is part my fingerprint, but still allowing just space and room to be what it wants to be? And I think we did a good job of that, um, particularly the ending. I remember uh, getting to the ending and Jay kind of had an idea that was a little more ramped up. And I thought, wow, this is exactly what needs to happen. Um, it, it, it's a challenge. It's, it's challenging to have a song that have you know, vocals. It can be a real challenge. And I think a song like this, where you already know um, that there are vocals included on the original mix, trying to add elements to take the place of that is kind of challenging. Um, but again, the whole point of doing this is really just to enjoy it and to share it and to be a part of the movement, which is Radiohead. And so I'm just happy we did this and I couldn't be happier with how it turned out. Yeah. The other thing that, that I put on this track because I felt it was, it was just missing something uh, to me. The sound of this song actually didn't come together until I um, recorded a couple tracks of uh, two things, the, the shaker and the tambourine. That's when I kind of felt like, okay, th that's what this was missing. And now, now we're cooking and we can, I, I knew where we were going once I kind of got that in the mix. There's something very human about it that I just love. And uh, if you've ever seen Radiohead live, um, you know, like any one of those dudes, if they're not like playing, uh, playing guitar, or playing an instrument, or sometimes while they're doing all of the above, there's auxiliary percussion going on like all the time on their live shows. And that was something that I wanted to, I wanted to put in this track. I, I had a feeling it was what was missing in it. That was it. Exactly it. It seems like when the band comes up, the band Radiohead, it, it typically is associated with Creep, that song, or Karma Police, um, something from In Rainbows. But I, I would really encourage you guys, especially the, you know some of the people who are not as into the band but know the hits, 
check out some of these deep cuts you know amnesiac obviously is one of my favorite albums check that out it's some real stuff there some real special moments of music there and then check out hail to the thief and check out king of limbs i i can't i can't encourage you uh to do it more because there's some some, some serious music here that I think people miss out on because it's not the radio-friendly version of Radiohead that people are used to hearing. I know every band from the Foo Fighters to uh, Dustin Kendrew to... <laughs> everyone's covered Creep. Prince covered Creep. But I, I think there's so much more music to their catalog that people aren't hearing because it's not the most popular stuff. Check it out. It is worth doing. You will be inspired. Do it. Yes. So, so that's it. So get out there and uh, go dust off your Radiohead records and uh, do a deep dive. Get in there and uh, go listen to the old stuff. Go listen to the new stuff. Go, go really explore it. And just um, what a great band. I mean, I don't know what else to say. We'll listen to Radiohead. We're going to leave you today with this cover we did on Interstitial. We're going to play you the Fractures version of I Might Be Wrong. So there you go. Enjoy it, and we will uh, get at you next time.